This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Abdullah Ahmed Al Mahiri was one of three riders from the Middle East and the only one from the UAE to qualify for the most prestigious show jumping World Cup in Sweden in April this year after winning His Highness Ruler of Sharjah Cup earlier this month. We're going to be hearing from the talented show jumper and Olympic hopeful about his incredible story and his victory, what it took to get him there and his ambitions for not only the World Cup but also the Olympics and where he sees the future of show jumping in the UAE. All of that and more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. It's been an incredible season for Emirati show jumper Abdullah Ahmed Mheri, and he's now preparing for the show jumping World Cup in Sweden in April as he rides his way to what he hopes will be the Olympics in Tokyo in 2020. Uh, Abdullah won the His Highness Ruler of Sharjah Cup earlier this month, making him one of only three riders from the Middle East and the only one from the UAE to qualify for the Gothenburg Horse Show for the FEI World Cup Finals from April 3rd to 7th. This is only the second time that the UAE UAE has made it to the World Cup, the first being almost 10 years ago. And he is also the only other Emirati rider to win a five-star Grand Prix, apart from Her Highness Sheikh Latifa Al Maktoum. It gives me huge pleasure to welcome to the Live Beat Studio, Abdullah Ahmed Al Mahiri. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. So good to have you with us, Abdullah. First of all, Ahlam Sahna, Mabrook. Congratulations on winning uh, the His Highness uh, Sharjah Cup, ruler of Sharjah Cup. Now, um, for those of us who are not familiar with show jumping, Tell us a bit more about the sport and why that particular cup, the His Highness Ruler of Sharjah Cup, was such a big milestone for you. Bismillah uh, rahman rahim Because of the names, honestly, and because I'm from Sharjah Club, I was really considering this show as my main target this year. So I planned really hard during this season to make sure that I make a good result for Sharjah Cup. And uh, thanks God, I made it. And last year I was there the place and the same show but this year thanks god like i was better than last year and i I could have did this and i made it you really went in there with the aim of winning and you did it you achieved your goal so congratulations it's uh, amazing um tell us about where this love of show jumping started for you because i know that your grandfather um was a rider himself yes like you said, like I started really early and I started with racing a little bit and then I did endurance and then... How old were you? Uh, 12, 13 years old when I started, yeah. And then I met one Irish lady, I so I can never forget her. And she decided that I'm really good for show jumping and she took me in the team for Dubai team. And then I started from there to go to Europe and do some shows in the summer. And since that time, I felt in love with the horses and I started show jumping. You did that as a teenager? Yes, I did that. That's incredible. That is amazing. But um, 
tell us about what it feels like to be around those horses and why you you, you started um, riding, yes, but what did you think, what was it about show jumping that made you think, I love this so much? It's uh, so much a challenge every day and you have really to train hard and you have to watch the other riders and how they are doing it and you have to work really close to them and it's uh, it's really like hard sport and you need to sacrifice a lot to reach where you reach and that's what made it uh, better for me because I like to have the challenge and it's really like you cannot live without horses anymore once you get used to them you need to be around them all the time and that's uh, the, the good things about horses. What is it about it? Is it the beauty of the animal? Is it what this anim- this incredible animal can do? The power of it? What is it for you? It's almost uh, everything. It's the power of the horse. It's the, the feeling gives you when you ride the horse. You really forget everything's around you. And even if you have a really bad day and once you start riding your horse, you feel so relaxed. You feel happy. And you uh, the horses teach you always to respect other peoples and also with horses I traveled a lot I met so many different peoples different cultures so you have really good experience when you travel with horses amazing I, I love that so much I want to come more to that whole idea the relationship between you and your you and your horse as yeah. a rider because that is really central to um, being a great show jumper it's that relationship uh, because it's a sport where you rely on an animal to to win and to progress and uh, to create something great. But what does it take to compete at this level? Um, first of all, you really need to find the right horses which suit you. And then it's a, it's a really a fracture of second between you and your horses. And you have to decide with your horse and the horse has to understand you exactly what he wants. So, I really in love with Cha Cha Cha. Like the name of my horse is Cha Cha Cha, and she's <laughs> and she's what really, a great name. Yeah, I just bought her with this name, so I cannot change the names. It's not they they think it's not good luck when you change the name. So I just kept the same name. So I'm like I cannot one day I cannot miss her. Every day I have to go and see her. I have to give her some sweets and I have to take her out to eat grass. Maybe we can go for a walk in the desert. So even if she's not in her best day or she doesn't do good result, I never gave up on her because I really believed in her and I know that she can do really good result. And that's why it took me three years until I reached where I reached now. So for the other riders, I must say that they have to have enough patience and they have to believe really in their horse and treat them well. And I'm sure on one day they will, the dream will come true. As we say in Arabic, لازم تدللها. لازم. You have to treat her really, really well. You have really to take care of her. You have to find her the best fit. The, you know, it's not only the time that you are in the ring. You have to have really good people around you. You need to have a good trainer, good blacksmith, a good vet. And you need to find the right tools for the horse and the right supplement, the right uh, uh, food. Everything has to be from the top quality until you can reach the top level because in this level you have to be really proficient amazing we're going to get uh, more uh, from abdullah in just a moment talking about his story in show jumping uh, the heights that he's reached for the uae but also uh, what he's aiming for worldwide it is really incredible and really amazing Uh, more to come on life beats after this this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast 
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We're back with Abdullah Ahmed Al Muhari, the uh, hopeful, the UAE hopeful for the show jumping World Cup, which is coming up in April, and uh, as well as that has his sights set on the Olympics for the UAE and we are right behind him. His home uh, his home club is in fact the Sharjah uh, Equestrian Club here as well. But um, we left off uh, Abdullah talking about um, your horse and the relationship that you have to develop with your horse. This is so fascinating. Um, really interesting stuff. Your sh- horse is named Cha-Cha-Cha. Yeah, she right. is a mare. Yeah. <laughs> and um, tell us about working with a horse and developing that relationship that allows you yeah. to win competitions like this. Yeah, uh, because of Chachacha as a mare, uh, she needs to have really special care. You know, when I have really to look out for her because she can be really in bad mood sometimes, and she it can be it can be difficult in the show because she really is, she's not in the mood to jump. But I have to make her happy and. To take her to the show in a really good mood with other riders maybe they don't feel it but i really feel how she feels because i'm too, too close to her and i have her now for three four years so i can from the first look i know exactly how she feels if she's happy or if she's not happy and this is the difficult part with her when she's really in a good mood she can win any competition and she can be really difficult for the other riders but if she's not in the mood then it's very difficult for me to make her jump <laughs> That's incredible. So I, I love that you're so in tune yeah. with this animal, with your horse, and that is really central to the sport. Um, but, you know, tell me about that, what you have to do. So day to day, you know, training with her and then, you know, giving her that time off because horses as well, they need that release. That That's why I told you from the beginning, like I need the second horse because if you have only one horse and you're really focused in here all the times, Sometimes it's too hard for her because you're pushing her to the limit every time. Once you have the other horse, then you can little bit play with both of them and give the other one more time to recover after the big event. And this is how I'm facing now the problems. But if I have a second horse, for sure, I will have more time for Cha-Cha-Cha to recover every shows and then she come better and better every year. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So uh, this is what you were saying. You were saying that now to move on to the higher levels, to the World Cup, to the Olympics, you actually need a new horse. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So you're on the lookout at the moment. That's true. Yeah, I'm looking for a new horse, but it's uh, getting more difficult because everybody is looking for a new horse to the Olympics. So every time uh, the year of the Olympics, it's more difficult to buy horses because of the other riders. Also, they're all looking for new horses for the Olympics. And that's why also the price of the horses are getting more crazy now. We used to buy them much cheaper before. Now they are getting much, much higher in the price also. How much does it cost to get a horse? Minimum 1 million euros. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. This it's is not a cheap sport. No, it's not. It's you not. you need support and you need, you yeah. know, be, to be able to do that. Yeah, you need actually like uh, you need to have a big uh, sponsor behind you or uh, or the UAE Equestrian Federations or, or some sheikhs like, you know, who loves horses. And this is the only way to reach the Olympics and the big event. Exactly. And, um, you know, you, you talked about the, the fact that because Cha-Cha-Cha is a mare, uh, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Women uh, have been, you know, said to be a little bit more uh, sensitive. Yeah, sensitive in that way, which is interesting uh, that you say that about the horse too. 
Um, but what do you do with her day to day in terms of uh, training, in terms of, you know, giving her that space? Sometimes I, I just take her to the swimming pool and, and train her in the swimming pool mm. and it, it makes her a bit uh, happier. And sometimes I take her to the racetrack or to the desert like for a hug. And some days I have to work her hard like two times morning and evening time just to keep her fit and ready for the big event. But I can't keep her fit all the year. So I have to go a little bit like easy with her some, some weeks so that she's fresh again. And then the week after, like I have to really play hard with her. Now, you, you talk about the Sharjah Club that you are with, the Sharjah Equestrian Club that you are with as being one of the best in the world. That's true, yeah. But why is that? Because honestly, of Sheikh Abdullah bin Majid al-Qasimi, he's, he's really a wise man and he really treats all the riders uh, very good and he makes them feel so close to him. And this is why the riders of Sharjah are very happy with him. Plus, we have uh, his brother, Sultan Ali Hayai, the general manager. He's really the kindest man in the world. He he can help you in, in very bad situations until you reach the top. And he's doing it with everybody, like with the young boys, with the kids, with the big riders. He's always behind you and he's always supporting the teams. And he's fighting for you all the times. And this gives you really good feeling and secure that there is a people behind you and help you to do the, what you did. What are the kind of challenges that you face in a sport like this? It's sometimes, you know, like you make a mistake and you know it's you made the mistake and you feel so bad until the next week. You just want to make it better next week. So sometimes after the show, you like you will have one hour, two hour where you really sit with yourself and you blame yourself. Or maybe you can go to the gym and really train hard just to make yourself be, feel better and take it out of you. So you can have really some bad days, but you should look always to the good days because if you think about the bad days, you will never reach it the top level you always have to think about the good days and you you have to motivate yourself to reach the top you have to just shake it off and move on that's true yeah, that's, that's really important yeah. and you know interestingly i want to ask you then um what does it take mentally to prepare for something like this to prepare for the weekly competitions for the his highness ruler cup the the world cup and so on it's it's really hard because you have only 60 seconds to do your best and you're training the full week only for this 60 seconds. So you have no time to to waste. So you have really to be focused in this time and to do your best. But the the hard part sometimes is like you can be shocked, like the horse will react different than what you expected. And this is what makes it difficult for some riders, you know, like they have to react in a fracture of a second and do exactly the right things. Or they have to have a plan A and the plan A if it doesn't work, you have to move immediately to plan B. Like the the stride between the jumps, you have sometimes to make six and you you walk it as a six stride. But and the course something wrong happens, then you have to change it immediately to five or to six. So you have to have a second plan always with the with your horse in the course. Wow. Yeah. And and to be able to uh to communicate. To be able to communicate with the horse yeah, in a split second. Exactly. How you does need, that work? How do you do that? You need to have a lot of experience and you have to train a lot. And the good part that like, we stay long times in Europe and we always have difficult competitions in Europe. So and when you when you treat yourself really hard, for sure you re- you reach the hard uh, you reach the top level, especially if you have the talent, you have the right trainer, you have the right horse. You for sure you will reach the top. Fantastic, amazing, amazing stuff. We're going to continue the conversation with Abdullah in just a moment, and uh, we've got some messages. Uh, from some who are part of the UAE show jumping community. 
um, who heard that you were coming on the show today. Uh, so stay tuned to hear what they have to say about Abdullah next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. 95. Talking everything show jumping, competitive show jumping with Abdullah Ahmed Al-Mahiri. He is here uh, having just won the His Highness Sharjah Ruler Cup, uh, about to go into the President's Cup now, which is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, happening from the 20th to the 24th of February. That's right. Yeah. This is the next step for us. And this is the next biggest challenge in our league, like Longin League. So... Uh, everybody is now looking for this challenge and it's also a five-star Grand Prix and a Nation Cup. And this Nation Cup is qualified, qualifying the two best nations to the uh, FEI uh, Longines final in Barcelona in October also. Mm. So there's too many big events coming uh, very shortly. You've really got to stay focused on this. You do have to, yes. You have to focus on yourself and the horses also. Yeah. You were talking about the fact that this is 60 seconds that you get. Yes. In these competitions. That's true, yeah. And you have to train really long times, only for the 60 seconds or 70 seconds sometimes. And this is the really times where you have to perform your best. You were doing, you were uh, talking about the fact that you have to do um, 12 different kinds of jumps. That's true, yeah. Within that, that space of time. Yeah, you have to jump sometimes 12, sometimes 13 jumps also. Some course designers make it more difficult. If the prize money is high, they make it more difficult. So they want to really see the best uh, performance. Incredible. And that takes about three months. Minimum two to three months training every day, like two Amazing. times sometimes. And you have really to train yourself also, not the horse. And you need to find uh, like uh, a special trainer to make you fit for the horse also. Well, um, someone who's a friend of Pulse95 Radio and who is a big fan hmm? uh, of yours is Nadavan Ghalib. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she has. She actually texted in to say, yeah. um, Abdullah is an amazing writer, one of my favorite people on sh- in show, show jumping and the kindest, right. she says. Uh, she's uh, congratulating you on winning the His Highness Sharjah Ruler Cup, uh, which is by far a huge, huge achievement, she says. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, she says, uh, you've really done some amazing rounds and won a lot of shows this year. Um, and she says, honestly, a true institute and a super role model for people who want to be serious about show jumping. She says, dedicated, very hardworking and a huge kind heart that is always the first to support all newcomers and anyone trying to make it in the show jumping world. She says, I have huge respect for Abdullah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nadia. How does it feel to hear something really, like that? It's really nice to hear this and I really thanks her for what she said. And she's really also, she helped a lot the young riders a long time ago and she made her own teams and she supported many good riders and also we would like to thank her for what she did all the time. Tell us about that though, you know, supporting others who come in on the show jumping scene because this is something that we want to see grow here in the UAE. Yeah, that's, that, that's what we are looking for. Now we have so many talented young riders and I'm, like, I'm sure if we find the right sponsor for them they will reach the top level very shortly. And thanks God we have the UAE Equestrian Federation and the clubs around the UAE. They are all helping the young generation now. And this is why 
I see now many uh, clubs are involved in the sport and this is really good sign for the sport. Mm, mm, exactly. This is what you want to see. You want to see the support, yes. the sponsorship coming exactly. through as well. Um, but tell us about, you know, what it takes to be on that level. When you go in and compete worldwide, um, what do you need to be on par with those riders who are from Europe and from elsewhere who, are, who you're competing with? Yeah, you need, first of all, you need to really to follow them very closely and to see how they are training every day and what uh, special training they have to progress their horses. And then when you compete against them, you have to also watch them very carefully how they are doing it between the jumps. It takes, it, it makes big difference. And also I learned a lot from Ekerman, the Swedish rider, because we were staying in the same stable in Europe. And I saw how hard he's training every day to reach. He was number one in the ranking list. And now he's number four or five. But still, at that time, he was really training hard every day, morning, evening. And this to show you how if he wants to be professional, you have to sacrifice a lot to reach the top level. You have to make it your just your full time concern. Yeah, you have to make it. You have no other options. You, you, you have to be obsessed with it. You have to. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Even if you have all the talent, you have to work hard also. What What is it that makes the difference, though? You know, you talked about watching him and watching others. Yeah. Is it their relationship with the horse? Is it how they train? Is it how long they train? What is it exactly? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's how they train the horses. It's how long they train the horses. It's also how good they choose the shows and which classes they want to jump and where they want to win. Also, they are always focusing. Sometimes you see them like going to really small shows, normal shows. They are not making any good result. And then in one day, they are winning the big classes and five stars. So you have to make a plan. Mm. And you have to have a goal and where you want to win and when you want to win also. This is important. Mm. That's uh, incredible. Um, And in terms of the President's Cup, what is it going to mean for you to win that? Oh, it's a dream for me also. I'm really looking forward to win it. This year, maybe it will be easier to win it because we don't have so many top riders this year because of, I, I think, of the quarantine or the European horses can stay only one month in UAE. And most of them went back after the Ruler Cup. So I think uh, I have a good chance and many other Arab riders have a good chance to win the President Cup this year. Especially last year, Ramzi Adduhami from Saudi Arabia, he won it and that was really good to win a five-star Grand Prix. Since we started, I think Sheikh Latifa won it and now Ramzi and so we have more chance. Now the Arab riders are getting there and they are competing against the best and uh, they're, they're showing the others that we are also good as as good as they are. And, and this is... a. Central, really, to this uh, whole sport is having that horse uh, within the environment and acclimatizing to the environment as well. Yeah. And because you talk about, you know, this obviously gives you an advantage here. What about the other way? You know, when you have to go to Europe. Yeah, that's also the problems because our horses need time to get used to the weather there and to get used to the atmosphere there. So we have advantage when they are coming to us. The heat here little bit affect their horse, so they don't perform like they do in Europe. So that's what we have here. We have advantage. Our horses are get used to the heat, and they know the area, and they get used to the water, to the grass. Everything's here. So this is why we can win easier here than in Europe. Mm. Yeah. How long does it take for your horse to acclimatize in Europe? Minimum, you need two weeks to oh, get wow. used to the weather there. Yeah, but we have to have a blanket. We have to not cut their hair very short. We have to keep them in their best condition also. They have to get over the jet lag. Yes, they do have. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we do, yes. right? Yeah, they do have. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, we are talking to Abdullah 
uh, Ahmed Al Mahari, and uh, uh, just exciting things up ahead for him. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the Olympics next and advice that he has for young riders who want to get into show jumping. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We are back with Abdullah Ahmed Al Mahiri and uh, talking all things UAE show jumping and uh, the exciting things ahead for him. The President's Cup uh, going to the World Cup in Sweden as well as aiming for the Olympics. What do you need to do to kind of, uh, you know, how do you motivate yourself to get to those goals? You know, they're big goals and I have no doubt that you're going to get there. But what do you need to do? How do you motivate yourself? What do, what drives you? Yeah, this is the problem. Sometimes you need to motivate yourself because like sometimes you just think, why do I have to do this? You know, like I can live just normal life like the others. But I really looking forward and I really love this sport and I sacrificed a lot for this sport. So my target is to reach the Olympics. And I really want to prove that the local riders can reach the highest level when they have the right trainers and the right uh, systems and the right programs. I think you're going to prove everybody right. Um, when you uh, keep going uh, in this direction, we do need to see um, new riders coming up. and. You know, it's interesting because it was something I mentioned to you before we went on air. The the whole idea of the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, where he says um, that you should be teaching your children three different things. Swimming, archery and horse riding. That's true, yeah. And so well, for you, yeah. what do you, what do you, how did you change? It, it's honestly like if we just listen to this hadith, we would have won all the Olympics games, <laughs> you know, like because honestly, this is the way, way this is the games where you can win medals. You know, the football, it's more difficult because everybody is good at football. But I'm sure like in the individual sport, if we really focus on the talented and hard worker people, we will find one day like many like Muhammad Salah and the other players you know where re- they reach the top level and then we can show the people that also we can be good in other stuff and the sport also not only in uh, the the bad thing so this is what i mean like you have to focus really in the good players individual and we will reach the top level very easily would you encourage because i, I know for for my kids they started riding yeah. uh they're not show jumpers by any means uh but they started riding um at the end of last year and they love it and you know, they also do the stable management stuff as well. Oh, that's nice. They take care of the horses. That's very good. So do you encourage everybody to yes. get into riding? Yes, I, I, I'm sure when the people start riding, they will feel much happier. And it's really good for their body also. You know, the horse riding gets you more stiff and more uh, uh, strong in the back. So you always have to ride horses every day. And then you will feel yourself really fresh and fit for other sports because... The riding is really good for the back. That's what I think. And and also it gives you that appreciation for the animals too. Exactly. And then you you feel immediately like from the first day or second day, you will feel the love starting between you and your animal. And I really want the people to start also cleaning the horse and look after them, not only riding them. This is very important, especially the young boys, you know, the new generations. They have to start from the zero. They have to look really after their horse and then they can start riding. This is the best way to teach them actually. I think you're absolutely right on. There is um, something 
uh, that really changes you, doesn't it? Yes, there is something. There is inside the horses, you can see it really like it's uh, it's a magic. Like I cannot uh, describe it, but it's really something. Uh, it's magic. I just call it magic to have the relationship between you and your horse. Yeah, we call it subhanAllah, right? Yes, it's that's just, true. It's just yeah. one of those things. Subhanallah. You can't. You can't explain it, but you just feel it like inside you. The the feeling is amazing how you feel with you and your horses. Yeah, and it's something that changes you only for the better, which is incredible. Uh, I want to um, ask you, Abdullah, what you your legacy, what do you want it to be? Yeah. In terms of um, uh, when we talk about legacy, in terms of what you want to be remembered for. Um, I just want to have a medal. I really I dream to win a medal for the UAE, and this is how I we, I want to be remembered. Like the guy from Emirates one from the they used to call me like the rider from desert. He doesn't know how to ride in, in France. I stayed two years, and when I win every time, they said this guy from the desert and he beat you, and they were making joke about it. And then in the end, they just they couldn't say anything, and they were respecting me and clapping for me. And this is how I want people to remember the people when they come from the desert. They have good education and they really can reach the top level and we give them a different picture than the picture they have and this is my target is it? i love that so much and i think it's so important that you just said that yeah. um because actually uh you know raising horses riding horses is part of our heritage that's true yeah and it's part of our culture and like you said it's time to reclaim that that's true yeah. heritage that's, and culture yeah and we show them that we're still it's in our blood and we can beat them in this level yes I'm so excited to see what's to come for you. How are you, um, you know, thinking about the Olympics and preparing for that? Um, first of all, I would really like to thank the Federation for their support because without their support, we would not reach this level. And also big thanks to Longin, the main sponsor of our league. Uh, since they start sp- sport, uh, sp- sponsoring our shows, the level of the sport have been changed a lot. If you ask any other riders in, in the past five, 10 years, they said like the prize money encourage all the families and the riders to be involved in the sport and because of them actually we see now many good uh, young riders coming in the sport many families are interesting in the sport so it's a really healthy situation what we have now and we hope they continue with us many years in the front absolutely wonderful thank abdullah you. i hope you come back thank you i hope you've won the president's cup won the world Shall cup <laughs> And hopefully next time we interview you, you're going to be getting ready for the Olympics. Inshallah. That's what we're hoping for, Abdullah Hamid Mahari. What an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.